for two. Kickers are extra, I give them the boot. Ooh. Going for two. Sit back, relax while I grab me a brew. Ooh. Now I'm reclining while putting my time and I'm ready to go. My spine is aligning and much my lineups, my bank account grows. I am so rich, but knowledge is all that I'm leaving here with. Ooh. Listen to this. Multiple options, how far can I get? Ooh. DFS Dynasty Reader, tonight I'm not finishing last. I'm finishing past any and all I am looking to last. What else? This spot is popping and I am so locked in and only opening the door when it is opportunity knocking and all of these spots keep on talking and talking. So what are we talking? What kind of alignment and running it deep? Even players forgotten or came from the bottom or hitting that topping and this spot is popping. Yeah, this spot is popping and woo! This is the arm chat. Yeah. Put up your arms. Yeah. Sound the alarm. Yeah. What is going on, guys, and welcome to episode 303 of the Armchair Fancy Show. I'm your host, of course, Jeff Lambert. Follow me on Twitter at JeffLambert77. Of course, we are live on the Going For Two Live podcast network. We're here every Wednesday and Friday night on Facebook Live, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch, syndicated in all major podcast networks. I'm here with my co-hosts, uh, one and a half co-hosts tonight, because uh, Tim is feeling a little bit under the weather tonight, so we only have half of Tim tonight. Uh, but first up, we got Gerson. What's up, Gerson? I love how you do it right when I'm trying to be. What's up, man? What's up? What's up? I'm doing pretty good. Um, not a good sense, but he came through, man. I love how I didn't get the memo that it was fucking Christmas and we got to wear our Idris India. Good job. Uh, that might be a new record, honestly. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not even like two minutes in and he's already dropped the F bomb once. Oh, I didn't get the memo that it must, it must be because I'm brown. <laughs> No, no, I am fighting it off a little bit here, but I have my good friend uh, Dallas Blonde helping me get through. So nice. It's going to be a good show. Nice, nice. So if y'all see Tim turn his camera off, uh, he might be uh, running to the bathroom. So, <laughs> All right, guys, let's go ahead and get into the rewind. The Weekly Rewind. 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 So, Tim, when I first logged into the sheet, I, I found it hilarious that you'd already filled in my one good and my one bad for me. <laughs> we'll go ahead and let you, you go first. Everything else but that. So I was like, oh, he could always change it. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead and take your one good and one bad first, Tim. Yeah. So my one good was Jalen Hurts. I was very heavy on Jalen Hurts last week. Uh, it worked out very well for me. Uh, unfortunately, I also had a lot of Miles Sanders. But my one bad was uh, Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, I really kind of beat the drum for him last week. He was my, you know, flag plant play. And uh, obviously that didn't work out. He had a fumble early in the game. But most importantly, the Houston Texans kept it close, which means they used a lot more Jarek McKinnon. So that did uh, that did not work out for me. <laughs> yeah, I was all over McKinnon. I actually had McKinnon in a lot of lineups. So that paid off pretty handsomely for me. Garrison, what was your uh, your one good, one bad? So unfortunately, last week was probably my worst week of the season. As a TPP bro, as I like to call it, it wasn't a good week. Um, but I think even cash game teams, as I like to call it, did that. Um, but it just wasn't a good week last week. My one good was definitely Dak Prescott. I was all over him, but unfortunately, he decided to throw a touchdown to a guy named Hendrick Shot. So I <laughs> wanted to take a shot when he got that touchdown. And then. Um, what was the other guy, Noah Brown? Well, the hero looked brown, and I drank it. So that's how bad it was, man. Um, but um, my one bad, I couldn't make up my mind. I looked at my list, 
<laughs> it just wasn't a good week. And, you know, I don't, like, I've said this many times on this podcast, I don't just say the players to say them. I play the player, you know? Yep. And when I lose, I lose. It is what it is. And I'm not one of those guys that's just going to go out and, oh, well, I told you to play this guy. Well, yeah, well, I lost money. That's it. <laughs> All right, so I'll start off with my one bad. My uh, my week, my streak, I think, is on three weeks in a row now where my lock of the week has been my one bad. So uh, whoever my lock is this week, I've just jinxed them probably. But uh, Chris Alave was my, my lock of the week last week. Uh, it did not pan out for me at all. Uh, and looks like he's actually going to be out this week. So I jinxed him pretty pretty hard there. He's actually going to miss the next game. Uh, so that's my one bad. My one good was my sick call. I had Rashid, Rashid Shahid. Uh, still have a hard time saying his name, uh, but he was um, in the Millie Maker lineup. He uh, he crushed it. I believe he has what seventeen points at like thirty two hundred or something like that. Yeah, so he uh, he he did well for me. I had him in a couple of my GPP lineups. Definitely helped me out. So he was my one good. All right, let's go ahead and uh, jump into quarterbacks. Let's talk quarterbacks. <laughs> All right, right here at the top, Tim, we'll go to you first here. You only have one elite quarterback listed there, so go ahead and talk about him. You're on mute, Tim. Yeah, I do. It's Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you know, we there is a Josh Allen on this slate, but obviously with the weather, I'm probably off of Josh Allen. But we, you just talked about the Millie Maker lineup last week. It was actually four Chiefs with Raheed Shaheed in the flex. I'm going right back to Mahomes again this week. Highest over, uh, sorry, highest team total on the board. Uh, one thing is going to be a constant theme of this show is weather, right? This might be the worst weather slate of the year. Um, the Chiefs are the only team there at 29.75, so basically 30 points. Uh, the next nearest team is like three points lower. So you're going to want to have a lot of exposure to this Chiefs-Seahawks game, and I'm going to start right at the top with Patrick Mahomes. He's like uh, going to probably be your MVP favorite now that Jalen Hurts went down. Yep, yep, agreed. Um, so I, I have one guy from that weather game that you mentioned, uh, Justin Fields at 7.5. And the reason why I put him there is because we don't need him to throw the ball anyway. We just need him to run the ball. That's all he's been doing all year anyway. So if he could just run it, uh, you know, as much as he has been lately. And I think I saw an interview with him uh, where he was talking about the record. He's going for the record for the Lamar Jackson yeah. single season record. He knows how many yards he needs per game to get to that record. The fact that he's thinking about that leads me to believe he's going to be running the ball quite a bit uh, this this Sunday. So at 7.5, I think he's still viable. I think I'm running him naked if I play him. Um, I'm not going to stack him with anybody. It'll just be fields naked. So uh, at 7.5. I appreciate the honesty because, you know, oftentimes players are like, oh, it's all about the team. It's all about team goals and doing good in the playoffs. And he knows his team is crap. So he's like, no, nah, man, I'm coming for that record. Yeah, that's, exactly. that's, that's the laser focus. No, 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 no. He's saying, I got you, fantasy football. I'm going to carry you to the championship. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about it. You know what? The Bears suck, but I got you. Yeah. <laughs> exactly right. You know he's playing himself in fantasy for sure. I love it. Um, all right, so Gerson, you had Mahomes in your elite tier as well. So go ahead and kick off the the mid tier here for us. I, I think I think Mahomes just the best overall quarterback play. Um, it's just for points per dollar. He, he he's probably going to be he probably to me. I I always say this. It's hard to figure out who you're going to stack with Mahomes, but you know you're going to get at least twenty five points out of him. In a slate like this, where value is every is yeah, the quarterback position, the wide receiver position, and the tight end position. You might want to just pay up for Mahomes. 
I think that's the safest way you can go. And the guy, I think, after seeing, uh, you know, not going to play, he wants to get the MVP. And honestly, this is probably one of the games that's outdoors that's going to be probably the better chance of a better game for weather, you know? And I believe uh, it is cold, but there's like, uh, I think like 10 miles per hour wind. So it's not that bad, you know? So I think my home in this game environment is going to be a pretty good game to have. Um, honestly, you can never go wrong with my home because he can get you 30, he can get you 40 points, you know? But I, I love my home in this game environment for sure. I'm going to have a lot of exposure to him. He's one of, I'm only playing four quarterbacks this week. I'm not getting any cute. I'm not getting cute at all. Sounds good. Uh, Tim, go ahead and kick off a mid-tier. Yeah, uh, this is a guy last week, right? We were talking about the Saturday slate last week, and I said, don't play Matt Ryan. Pay up for Kirk Cousins. And if you paid up for Kirk Cousins, it worked out for you last week. I'm going right back to Kirk Cousins this week, right? He's playing at home, and he's playing at noon, right? That, that's like the qualification. <laughs> yes. Everybody tells me. So, uh, yeah, man, Kirk Cousins, uh, we'll talk about, obviously, some of the best stacking options on the slate, but at 6,300, he's right in that mid-range where you can afford to fit in all the other guys. Um, Mahomes is, you know, 2,100 more, right? So it's going to get a little tougher, as Kirsten said earlier, to figure out who you're going to stack with Mahomes, but it's very obvious who you're going to stack with Kirk Cousins. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Going back to that Kirk Cousins game last week, I had somebody in a season-long league ask me who to play. It was Kirk Cousins or somebody else. I told him to play Kirk Cousins, and about like halftime, I texted him back and was like, man, I'm sorry. I, I didn't know he's going to play this bad. And then he I went out. that call at halftime for sure. Yep. <laughs> Second half, he went bonkers. So I uh, ended up being right about that one. Uh, I'm going to go to my mid-tier here, and I'm going to pick uh, the guy that I like a lot um, for, for my stacks, and that's that's the other guy on the other side of that, that Mahomes game is Geno Smith. Uh, at 5.8, uh, obviously, they're going to have to pass to stay up with the with the Chiefs. I think Kenneth Walker misses this game, so they're not going to be able to run the ball at all. Uh, he is missing Lockett, so he's missing one of his targets, but he does still have Metcalf there. So uh, at 5.8, uh, I like Geno Smith. I like him to be able to stack with Metcalf. And, of course, then you can bring him back with uh, with a couple of those Chiefs guys. So uh, Geno was my, my mid-tier pick uh, this week. Uh, Gerson, what do you got for your mid-tier? I think um, for mid-tier... I think we have we all have the same guys basically, you know. Um, for me, oh great! And I just found out I didn't plug in my charger for my laptop. Sorry, guys. Uh, Geno <laughs> you know, Smith. I mean, the game environment. We're going back and forth. My home, you know, Smith, fifty-eight hundred. Um, I am a little bit worried. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I'm worried that, well, one, if no offense doesn't play, will Disley then? If Marquis Goodwin, I cannot believe I'm in 2022 and I care about Marquis Goodwin playing, you know, <laughs> an Olympic sprinter. But apparently he can get open. But yes, if those two guys don't play, I'm out, dog. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm just out. But his price tag, his mid-tier price, and you run it back in that game environment with Mahomes. I mean, Let's say this is the highest. I believe this is the highest scoring game of the whole slate for sure. Yeah, hands up. I know people will probably argue and say, "What about the Cowboys and Eagles game?" We'll talk about it later. But um, for me, it's Kansas City versus Geno Smith. Well, Kansas City versus uh, Seattle Seahawks. I don't know, man. Like to me, it 
I can never believe that I would actually say that Geno Smith and Noah Fant might change the slate for me. It's crazy, <laughs> it's right? It's crazy, yep. I mean, I mean, it's just crazy, but to me, if Geno is at that price, I'm in. Yeah, I like it. Uh, I do have I'll one more. another game that has another chance to be the highest total on the slate, and that's the Vikings and Giants game. Uh, I talked about Kirk Cousins on the other side. I also really like Danny Dimes, or as uh, Jeff calls him, Vanilla Vic. Uh, <laughs> we saw that over 70 points were scored in this game last Saturday. We know he can get you points on the ground. Uh, but I want to give a quick shout-out to Justin Freeman from RunTheSims.com. Uh, according to Run the Sims, Daniel Jones is the second most likely quarterback to end up in the optimal lineup after Patrick Mahomes. That really kind of shocked me. Yeah, that's I mean, crazy. I know he's playing the Vikings, and the Vikings give up a ton of points to quarterbacks, but, you know, all the good quarterbacks on this slate, I was shocked that Daniel Jones has the second highest likelihood to end up in the optimal. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good call. And I was going to mention, too, that, you know, we mentioned all these weather games. Uh, they're playing in Minnesota, so it's going to be in the Dome. Yeah. So. Don't got to worry about weather in the dome. So at 5.6, he's a good pivot off of Geno. He'll be pretty highly owned as well. Uh, yeah, Vegas obviously likes that one. That game opened at 45 and a half. It's up to 49 and a half. Yep. So Climbing like you up. said, I don't know if it's just everybody getting off the weather games and thinking, okay, we know this one's in a dome, but we know the Vikings love to give up points. Absolutely. Uh, I'll kick off the value tier here with uh, the guy that's we don't all have. Uh, you know, there's a guy that's pretty chalky that we'll talk about here in a minute, but I'm going to go with Sam Darnold at 5.1. Uh, going against Detroit, we talked about it a couple weeks you know, in a row now where they're so bad against the pass. They've given up, I think, eight top 24 receiver games over the last five games. Uh, and they're kind of a funnel defense over the last few weeks. Their run defense has been really good lately, so they're kind of forcing teams to pass the ball. Uh, so Darnold at 5.1 is pretty viable, and I think I like him with a stack with DJ Moore as well. So um, I'll be going that route. And, uh, and, they're, and they're pushing for that NFC South, right? They're still in the hunt for that division, so... They're going to be, you know, both teams here are fighting for a playoff spot. That could be a really good game. Absolutely. All right. Uh, since Gerson just got back, I'll I'll let uh, I'll let you take. I'll let you. <laughs> I, I gave you guys a fair warning. The laptop might die. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you take the chalk guy here, Tim, and talk about Mister uh, Mister Minshew Mania. Minshew Mania. That's exactly right. Uh, early in the week, there was some kind of you know, people saying, oh, speculation, Jalen Hurts might not play. And I was like, guys, lock it in. Jalen Hurts is not playing. It's Minshew week. You know, I don't, it, there's no reason for them to play him in this game. And then obviously they confirmed Minshew was going to play. At only 4,800, uh, somebody in the chat referred to this as the Sam Ellinger play. I don't know if it's quite the lock that he was at that point, but I mean, I, I did have a stat that in games that he started, he's averaged 17.7 uh, fantasy points. So if for a guy that's 4,800, that's more than three times value, he is going to be the chalk of all chalk. I think if you're playing cash games, you almost have to play Minshew. Um, Gerson said it earlier, I think the safest play is Mahomes. Um, so I pretty much think if you're playing games, you're either going to be playing Minshew or Mahomes. Uh, but you know, the good thing about Minshew at 4,800 is you can basically fit in all the other higher price guys we're going to be talking about. So we've seen over the last couple of weeks, the Dallas Cowboys gave up a pretty good game to Davis Mills. Last week, obviously, Trevor Lawrence had a great game. Uh, I think Minshew is obviously closer to Davis Mills than he is Trevor Lawrence. But either way, I mean, 15, 17, you know, DraftKings points, man, that's all you're really that's looking you for need. in cash games. Yep, absolutely. And just to go back to that Sam Darnold thing, a uh, comment in the chat toward th there that uh, from Winbush J uh, says DJ Moore has a good history versus the Lions. His two best career games have come versus them. So uh, even more reason to to look at Sam Darnold. Yep. 
All right, let's move down into the tight ends. Did somebody say tight ends? Top tier there, we have copy-paste. We're not even going to mention him. We're just going to move on. Travis Kelsey always in play, 8,000 versus Seattle. Uh, but Gerson says you... probably the best matchup, though. I mean, he's always a great play, but Seattle's probably... On this late, he's, it's the best matchup. Yep, 100% agree. Gerson, we'll go ahead and move down into the mid-tier here and go ahead and give us one of your mid-tier tight ends. I mean, yeah, like, Kelsey's definitely the top tight end, but for mid-tier, for me, it... it you can go one or the other, uh, right? I appreciate the balls on this one, Gerson. <laughs> you can go one way or the other. What? Wait, wait, what do you mean? You appreciate the balls on the what? That make something? No, keep going. Uh, I'm going. Do- I- I'm I'm going Dallas Goddard, man. Oh, I thought you were gonna go with the other one. Okay. Oh, no, 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 I'm going the other one for sure. Yeah. One way or the other, like I told you. I'm going Don Scholes, man. Um, yeah. Either like one way or the other. I'm not... about Peyton Hendershot getting a touchdown. Yeah. Right? No, right? Oh, like, seriously. Down. So I appreciate yeah, the I mean, fact that you put that, 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 on the table and said, I'm going right back to Dalton Schultz, man. I love it. No, I mean, Don Scholes, like, to me, it's, he's not sexy. He definitely isn't. For sure. I mean, that sounded really bad. That's it, yeah. <laughs> His life would disagree, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, but Don Scholes, the way I put it is this game environment, it can go so many different ways. You can go value. You can pay up. You can go value a running back. Like I said, this slate is very, very... I, I, if I haven't seen a slate where you can go so many different ways, it's definitely this slate. Yeah, because right. you got value a quarterback, you got value over. But one of the things that I saw earlier on um, I saw a double tight end lineup with Don Scholes and Dallas Goddard. Maybe that's a good way you can go back and forth. Yeah. But both both of them are going to be target monsters. They're going to get usage. They're going to get target, uh, well, points, obviously. But again, Hendershot, good goodness, man. That <laughs> sucks. But I'm going right back to him. I don't expect his ownership to be very high. Um, but the thing is, like, the way I put it, I don't know the way this game is going to go. It can go through the run game or the pass game. But I do know one thing. If Don Scholes is low-owned, and I can get him at, what is he, 4,200? 43? Yeah, I think it's 4,200? And he gets that one touchdown, 80 yards. He's yeah. hitting value. Again, on a slate like this, you're looking for value everywhere because you can pay up for a lot of monster running backs, monster wide receivers. Um, and basically the tight end for like the mid tier. I don't know, Matt. I'm, I'm, it I, feels I like a stars and scrubs slate. Like I'll agree with you there. It feels like a stars and scrubs kind of slate. Yep, agreed. Yep. Tim, who you got in your mid tier? Yeah, I mean he talked about Dallas Goddard a little bit, so I'll take the other guy I have, and that's Mark Andrews. Uh, so since Tyler Huntley took over, they played two games, both on the road, outdoors. Right now they get a home game also outdoors, but they're playing the Atlanta Falcons, which are terrible against tight ends. I think this is the week. He's a thousand dollars less than he was two weeks ago when he was the chalk. So I love him. He's only a thousand dollars more than Dallas Goddard. And if you ask me, I think he's got a much higher ceiling. So I think yep. a lot of people are going to be paying in that mid range or they're going to be paying all the way up to Travis Kelsey. So I think you can get Andrews at good ownership this week. Uh, I just think it's a great spot for him, man. I mean, like you said, Falcons give up points to absolutely everybody. Uh, You know, bottom five against tight ends. 
Obviously, with Devin Duvernay out, I expect his target volume to be even higher. It's basically him and Demarcus Robinson and Sammy Watkins coming off the <laughs> off the street. So, I mean, it's going to be a bad look for uh, for the Ravens this week. But you know, for a guy getting probably projected at ten targets for fifty five hundred, I mean, if he was a wide receiver, you'd lock him in. So, yep. I don't know why you wouldn't play him at tight end. I like it. Uh, so I have two guys that y'all didn't have on your list here. Uh, one of them is George Kittle uh, against the the Washington Commanders at 5.3. Uh, I was pulling some stats on the Commanders, and they were showing that they're actually one of the best teams versus the tight end. So I went back and looked at some of the tight ends that they played. They've only played really three good tight ends. They played Schultz when Cooper Rush was still the quarterback, and they played Goddard twice. And Goddard in both games caught a touchdown in both those games. So they just haven't played good tight ends. So I think Kittle in this game with uh, with Brock Purdy at quarterback at 5.3, no Debo Samuel. Uh, I think he does. A, he has a pretty good game. And then Dawson Knox, who was a, a popular choice in the offseason, had to be a breakout tight end. Uh, we kind of haven't seen it. And then all of a sudden last week, I said, oh, wait a minute. I got this guy. Dawson Knox is pretty good. Uh, just started targeting the hell out of yeah, that him. That was your pick for the Saturday slate was Dawson Knox, man. You were all over that one. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And Dawson Knox really has come through over the last two games. He's got 15 total targets over the last two uh, touchdown in both games as well. So at 4.1, uh, I know it's going to be a weather game there. But typically, if there's a weather game, it's tight ends usually catching the ball, those little short end, passes. So 4.1, I like him a lot. Um, all right, let's move down into the value tier, Gerson. Who do you got for your value? So for tight end this week, it depends on one team for me. Uh, if no fan is out, I do have interest in Will Disley. I can't wait. Man, that hurts to say, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it does. Because Will Disley is probably, probably, I don't know, he's just that tight end that just shows up and he's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But no, I mean, Game environment again. His price is twenty seven hundred dollars. It's so cheap. I'm trying to get cheap at tight end and defense. So there are two positions I want to get like bargain cheap, like dumpster fire cheap, like um I don't know, like the Grinch cheap. You know, if we're gonna be Christmas shopping here, <laughs> like I I just want to pay down as much as I can at tight end and defense this week. Um, those are the two positions because there's only one tight end that can break a slate on tight end, and that's Travis Kelsey. Yep. And his price is seven thousand eight hundred. Okay. He's eight thousand. Oh, he's eight thousand. Yep. So he would legit have to get you twenty four points. Twenty four yeah. points to meet GPP value. He can get it, but guess what? You're not gonna be able to get the other studs. Yep. All right, Tim, what do you got in your values here? Yeah, I mean, he mentioned the guy I really want, right? If Noah Fant plays, I'm playing Noah Fant. He had two uh, DNPs Tuesday and Wednesday. He got a limited practice in Thursday. I think he's going to play, obviously. Tune in, uh, I guess not tune in, but check out tomorrow morning, the final inactive, um, to make sure whether or not he plays. I like the Disley call. If, uh, if Noah Fant doesn't play, um, I currently have him in my lineup. I'm going to p- uh, pivot to Daniel Bellinger. We talked about how much we like that Lions and Vikings game. Uh, you know, he's he's not exactly a, a target monster, uh, but it's a game environment where, you know, he's there going to be a lot of passing. He had four targets his first game back, or so last few games, five targets, three targets, four targets, right? So he's going to get you reasonable target volume for the price. He was 4,400 last week. He only got you one point. That's why DraftKings dropped him down 1,100. But as you just said, Washington's pretty good against tight ends, so... I think he gets a much better matchup here against the Vikings. He's cheaper. 
And like I said, if you already had fans, you can just swap them straight across. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Uh, and similar to Bellinger, you know, Bellinger's in an offense that kind of lost all their receivers, basically. And that's kind of why he's been getting targets. But uh, my cheap tight end at 2.9, uh, Jordan Akins is kind of in the same boat. You know, he's just basically one of the few targets that they have left. Uh, I think Brandon Cooks comes back this week, but they lost Chris Moore. Uh, of course, Nico Collins is still out. It's basically sort of uh, he's a, a last man standing at 2.9. He can fall into the end zone. Mm-hmm. He fell into the end zone last week, had six targets. So he's uh, he's viable if you want to punt tight end as well. Yeah, one thing I didn't mention about Bellinger is that they sometimes use him in kind of that H-back, almost fullback role around the goal line where they will give him the ball, do those little pop passes, uh, and allow him to score. He got one of the touchdowns against Green Bay that way. So he's more than just your you know stand-up, you know, hand-in-the-ground type tight end. All right, good stuff. Let's move down into the running backs. It's time for running backs. Running backs. All right, let's kick off the uh, the elites here. Here, let's go to Gerson first. Yeah, I'm going with Christian McCaffrey. Um, eighty-eight hundred. And I think for a while, maybe it's just me as a DFS player and a fantasy football player that owns Christian McCaffrey, but when we saw that he had that injury for, like, his leg, his knee, you know? Yep, we were all um, worried. We're all worried, right? Oh, I'm not worried no more. Um, Yeah, he's getting all the usage he wants. He's getting the run CMC role, you know? Um, I'm... I think if I want to pivot from another running back that can be very highly owned, I'm going to CMC. Um, they're both going to be highly owned, though. It, it's not It's not going to be, like, one or the other. But it's just, like, we're going back to the value. We're going – this slate has value, so you can pay up for the running back. If there's any position you want to pay up for this week, it's definitely running back. Agreed. Because you got CMC, and then you got another running back that I'm pretty sure one of you guys is going to talk about. Um, yeah, I mean – CMC to me, oh. CMC catcher, run the ball. He just basically that whole offense is going through him. No Debo Samuel, uh, Ross Purdy, or whatever you want to call him. If you want to put a, a wiener joke in there, go ahead, man. Um, but CMC is just that he's the whole offense. How crazy is it that yeah. we're saying that? We're saying that the San Francisco 49ers whole offense is CMC. Like, think about it. Like, he got traded in there. And then all of a sudden, he is the guy. Um, I have him projected for 28 points. So maybe I'm crazy, wow. but that's what I have him projected for. He's my highest projected running back on the slate. And I might be going a little crazy this week with him, but I'm I, I'm in on him, man. Yeah, I like it. And I know uh, he got the majority of the snaps, but uh, Jordan Mason's also injured now too. So, I mean, they literally have no one behind him. So it's like Christian McCaffrey is going to be filling in for Christian McCaffrey. Basically is what is going to happen in that game. All right, let's, uh, I've got a double drop coming up here. Lock, lock it, it in. in. All right, we're doing the lock it in and uh, let me get the drop for this guy. This was when you opened up the slate and you saw 
Tennessee versus Houston, you immediately said, I'm playing Derrick Henry because he is the principal owner of the Houston Texans. I heard that this week. I loved it. This dude, his last four games, he's averaged over 200 yards from scrimmage and uh, I think it's one and a half touchdowns against the Texans. I mean, uh, earlier this year with Malik Willis, right? A lot of people are concerned Malik Willis is going to start this week. No, Malik Willis was a starter in the last time they played the Texans, and he had what? 38 DraftKings points. You saw the clip of Mike Rabel on the sidelines. Guys, we're just going to give it to Derek. Every play, we're going to give it to Derek. The exact same game plan this week. Nothing is going to change, right? The Houston Texans have been a little bit better over the last few weeks in terms of their pass rush, which means teams are just going to go. I mean, we saw McKinnon had 35 points last week. Uh, a couple weeks ago, the, the Cowboys, both Zeke and Pollard did well. The game plan against the Texans has not changed. You run, run, run the ball. And who better than in D. Hember, King Henry? Nice. D. Hember, baby. You know what? I, you know what? When I saw King Henry, the Texans, I'm like, well, you know what? D. Love beer. The grass is white because it's December. And, ooh, did you feel that? It's called Derek Henry running all over the Texans. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, he's got a streak. Seems like it's the easiest play on the slate, man. He's got a streak of what four straight games of two hundred plus yards against him. I think. Oh, it's, against it's, the Texans. It's, yeah. it's a like, crazy can imagine, streak. Can you imagine the Texans defense? They're like, oh, who do we got this week? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now I, I want to play devil's advocate here. I actually quick. posted a picture of uh, the the Paloma running from the Bulls, right? And that's the Texans defenders running from Derrick Derrick Henry. Henry. Just like trying to get out the way. They don't want to be Josh Norman, right? Get put on another highlight reel. Exactly. So I want to quickly play uh, Devil's Advocate here real, tip, real quick, Tim. Uh, they're actually going to be without two offensive linemen. Any worry there? They're at their center, and I think their yeah. tackle are going to be I, out. I did see that. Yeah, I'm not too worried about it. I'm really not. I think that they're going to have a game plan in here. But so yeah, I, 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 saw, I, I saw that, and the reason why I'm not too worried, just like Tim isn't, you're not going to rely on Malik Lewis. I don't know if you guys know this, but Malik Willis has the worst expected fantasy points of the season. Like, his stuff is bad. Like, Davis Mill is better than him. Yep. Like, that's how bad it is. Like, I don't, I'm pretty sure Mike, I, I respect Mike Vrabel. I think Mike Vrabel is very straightforward. He tells you what he's going to do. He's not going to show you, uh, what do you call it? I don't play poker, uh, bluff, or what do you call it? Right. Not going to show his yeah. hand. Yeah, he's just going to show his hand. He's going to tell you, hey, we're going to run the ball down your throat and we're going to play defense. Yep. And that's, you don't need to do anything different because it's just by playing defense against the Texans, you already won, you know? Yep. And when you got a guy like Derrick Henry, I mean, I've never felt more safe to put a lock button in my roster than Derrick Henry. Yep. I like against it. Against the Texans. Tim, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back to you just for that one one last elite guy you've got there because I want to talk about the mid tier when we get to me. So go ahead and talk about Dalvin Cook real quick. Yeah, Dalvin Cook. I mean, he's gonna again. He's gonna be popular. You know, this as Gerson said earlier, it's a pay up for running back type week. The best running backs, or I mean, sorry, the top priced running backs are in the best spot. Uh, New York Giants have given up a hundred more than a hundred scrimmage yards to the last two rushers. We saw obviously last week what he did against the Colts. They're using him more in the uh, passing game over the last few weeks. He's averaging four or five targets, which is about what you want from a running back. Anytime you're looking at about 20 projected touches and you're playing a team like the Giants, I think you got to go for it. You know, uh, Giants actually, and this was surprising to me, they are now 31st TVOA against the run, right? So, I mean, they've just gotten progressively worse as the year has gone on. And uh, Dalvin Cook, they've been using him more and more. 
right? Alexander Madison's kind of been truly been uh, put in that reserve role, right? Yep. They're giving him all the volume. So, yeah, I see the screens. I see the running game. They obviously use him around the goal line. I love Dalvin Cook. If you, you know, you're going to probably be playing Henry. You're going to be playing CMC. But if you want to punt the other positions and, you know, cram in Dalvin Cook, we used to call it uh, jam them in, right? Team jam them in. Team this jam them in. definitely a team jam them in week. Absolutely. All right, so I'm gonna kick off the mid the mid tier here with uh, with a guy that I didn't have on my list originally, and then listening to a podcast, uh, they gave me a stat that I had to go back and just double verify to make sure it was correct, and it was. Uh, so it's Miles Sanders at six point two versus Dallas. So twice this season, Miles Sanders has had eleven or fewer touches uh, in a game, and both times after that game, Nick Sirianni, the head coach, came out and said he needed to get the ball more to Miles Sanders. And then the game following those two games, Sanders had 17 for 93 and a touchdown in one of them, and then 17 for 144 and two touchdowns in the other one. He came out again this week and said he needed to get more touches for Miles Sanders, who had 11 touches again this past weekend. And I think that's going to be the same case here. We're going to see a ton of touches for Miles Sanders uh, against Dallas Cowboys, which is the 20th DVOA versus the run right now. Uh, so, yeah, I'd love me some Miles Sanders this week. Go ahead, Gerson. Can I high five you right now? How do we do this? <laughs> Wait, that way? Dude, I thought I was the only person that loved Miles Sanders this week, but then I realized one thing. To add on to that, there's no game on her. Gardner Minshew is not going to run the ball at the goal line. Man, Miles Sanders going down at the one last week, and then Jalen Hurts punching it in and then ending up messing up his shoulder was just the tilt of all tilts. Yeah. Hey, but you know what? Miles Sanders, you little bitch. How do you not care about our fantasy team? Screw you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyways, this week, you better care about the fantasy team. <laughs> and Aaron, in, your, in the chat, you say tough matchup, but the Dallas the Cowboys actually haven't been very good against the run no, lately. No, not in the last three, four weeks. Three yeah, weeks? they've been bad against the run. They're down to 20th DBA now. Yeah, they, they used to be good in the beginning of the season, but they've fallen off a little bit lately, and that's kind of how you beat yeah, them. I think they're allowing four, four, nine. Game plan. You know, I mean, we talked about Minshew. Like, I think he's a good play, but... Their game plan going into this game is going to be run the ball and play deep. Yeah. Right? Agreed. Hey, hey, Tim. Yeah. I'm trying to win money. You know that, right? Yeah. So let's just hope Lynchy Mania goes crazy. <laughs> gotcha. All right, Grayson, kick off our mid tier here. Uh, well, I definitely love the standard call, but I think I'm going to go to, uh, honestly, I think I'm going to live and die by this guy for the rest of the season. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, man. Um, Atlanta Falcons are one of the worst pass uh, run defense in the league, and it's not going to change because obviously, when you put Desmond Ritter in there, um, it's bad, dude. That defense is going to take care of business, man. And Tyler Huntley doesn't look too good. He hasn't. Mm-mm. And they're just going to rely on J.K. Dobbins. Um, the usage hasn't been what I want it to be, but I always say. Efficiency is the best thing ever, right? And Dobby's making the best of it. Like, he's actually, I think his drug per carry is over six, six drugs per carry. Yeah, since, but, since he's been back, he's been killing, he's killing it. it. He's killing it. He's getting the usage. What He's making the best of his usage. But the Atlanta Falcons are just a bad defense, of course. But I'm depending on two things. Turnovers from Desmond Ritter. Opportunity and usage for J.K. Dobbins. And the thing is, if they get a turnover, they might be in their own red zone, right? Right away. And Dobbins is definitely going to get the goal line work and everything. And to me, 
I love this game. I know people are probably going to want to play. They're going to pay up for running backs, but if there's one running back I'm going to pay down for, it's definitely Dobbin. Um, I don't think I'm going to get any cuter than that, though, to pay down, man. Yeah, you definitely ain't getting any cuter, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, Tim, you got who you got in your mid-tier? Yeah, uh, I only have, well, we talked about Jarek McKinnon. I mean, I'm going back to the well here, right? Like we saw last week that this is the guy they prefer to use. I mean, he you know, has the highest snap share of the year. Uh, his passing game usage has been absolutely insane, right, which is what we look for in PPR scoring. He's only going to get you eight to ten attempts on the ground, but last two weeks he had nine targets and eight targets, right? If the Seahawks are able to keep this game close, they're going to keep McKinnon in the game. The only concern I have is, uh, you know, if this game gets out of hand, they might make it to Pacheco's show. But we thought that was going to happen against the Texans, and it didn't. So I'm pretty confident this is going to be another McKinnon game. 34 points over the last two weeks, and uh, he's only 5,900. So uh, I love the Dobbins call. I think he's right in there with McKinnon. Yeah, I, I like the, the Dobbins call as well. I have him in most of my lamps that I've already built. Uh, I'll move down here into the value tier, and uh, it was just mentioned in the chat by a Facebook user. I don't know who that is, but uh, uh, DeAndre Swift, uh, at 5.5 versus Carolina. Carolina is 21st DBA versus the run. Uh, Swift has been getting a little bit more usage. Unfortunately, not the red zone usage that we want to see. They're still going to Jamal Williams down in the red zone, so we need Swift to sort of score from about 30 yards out for us to get that touchdown. But uh, his his pass catching ability, of course, is still there. At 5.5, he's definitely viable. Uh, he's one of the. Is, it, is it who I think it is? Is this Taylor Robinson? That's absolutely for the, Taylor. For yeah. the first time in the whole like GF2 show, he comes in and says, "Join me on an island." <laughs> the Pacheco Island. I like it. I like Pacheco it. Pacheco Island. I like that. He, you know, it's actually Sorry. exactly flipped of last week. Last week, Pacheco was a chalk. And McKinnon was the GPP play. This week it's the opposite. McKinnon is the chalk. Pacheco. Hey, you know what? With my home, with my home, it's my home, right? Like he can blow out any team. So it could be a very good contrarian take. I'm not gonna go off that. Um, I will have Pacheco, and I will have um, McKinnon. I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna do like between them two. I'm probably to be contrarian or be a GPP GPP bro. I will have higher exposure to Pacheco. I get it. It's probably not the funnest thing, but that's the way you win GPP. Yep. Um, it's just, it, and, oh, you man, guys know it, I love recency bias, right? Anytime yeah, a guy burns exactly, you the week exactly. before, you play him the next week. Yep, 100%. All right, Tim, you got one guy in your value tier where I have the, 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 the same backfield, but a different guy. Talk about uh, Singletary. Yeah, Devin Singletary. This one uh, was, it's just really a weather game play, right? Like we know Chicago is terrible against the run. Uh, last week, obviously, we were talking about Miles Sanders. Uh, you know, a couple got vultured by Jalen Hurts. It's entirely possible that Devin Singletary could get vultured by uh, Josh Allen. Um, but they've seen like when they want to run the ball, when they keep the game close, they're using Devin Singletary, right? So I, I think, you know, consistently uh, when, you know, his target share, sorry, not target share, snap share has gone up almost every single game. Uh, you know, the one game where they kind of let James Cook uh, cook a little bit. Uh, but I think it's back to the well here with uh, Devin Motor Singletary. Uh, I actually love the Swift call. He's probably my favorite guy, 5,500 and below. Um, but, you know, I always always say, how many times have you built a lineup and it's perfect, except you're $100 over? Well, if you do that with Swift, I think you can drop down to Singletary, still have a great lineup and not have to change anything else. Yeah, I like Singletary as well. But if you truly want to punt, uh, I'm taking his uh, his teammate in the backfield, and that's Cook. 
at 4.9. Same reasons you just gave. It's a weather game. You know, I know Cook's more of the pass catcher. He'll catch those short passes, screenplays, uh, those kind of things. And he has just as much opportunity to score a touchdown as anybody else. Obviously, he could still be vultured by Josh Allen as well. But uh, at 4.9, the savings is good enough that I think I can definitely put him into a lineup and still feel comfortable with him. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move to the receivers. And now, wide receivers. Receivers. All right, uh, Tim, you only got one elite guy there, so go ahead and kick it off. This was almost my lock of the week. I'm not bullshitting. This was almost my lock of the week because every time I call Justin Jefferson a fake-ass wide receiver one, he breaks the, he breaks the slate. Yep. Every time. So this time I'm going to once again call him a fake-ass wide receiver one because he gets an excellent matchup against the New York Giants at home. Uh, basically every number one receiver this year has absolutely killed the New York Giants, right? Even we saw Terry McLaurin break the slate against the New York Giants. So I'm going right back. He's 9,300. He's the highest priced guy on the slate. He's more than Henry. He's more than CMC. Um, but, you know, going back to what I was saying earlier, he's in a bunch of the optimal lineups, right? And I think, you know, he's not going to be nearly as high owned as some of the other guys as people are wanting to pay up for those running backs. He's not going to go unowned, right? Justin Jefferson's never going to go unowned again. But I mean, at 9,300, right? If he was 85, like he'd be a lock button for a lot of people. But they see that 93 and they're like, well, think about Cooper Cup last year, right? That's the kind of usage this guy is getting, yep. right? 12 targets a game, 14 targets a game, 15 targets a game, right? You have to pay up for that kind of volume. And in this, if everybody's going to be playing Henry and CMC, they're not going to be playing Justin Jefferson. That's the week I want to play. Yeah. Did y'all see that graphic with uh, Jefferson stats? And it was like seasons with uh, 1,600 plus yards. yards, And it had all these good receivers listed, like, you know, 12 years in the league, you know, two, three years and 13 years in the league. They had, you know, two. And then Jefferson, who's been in the league for three years, already has two of those. Pretty crazy to think. Absolutely insane. All right, uh, Gerson, you got an elite guy there that I hadn't actually considered. I want to hear your take on, uh, on Chase. So, Tim, I see your Justin Jefferson. Well, I'm going to up it. Jamar Chase, man. Um, I get the whole method that, oh, New England shuts down the number one wide receiver. I've been doing this DFS stuff for like seven years. Like, I get it. People think it's a thing. It really isn't. It really isn't. They don't do it against the elite. They do it against like an average wide receiver, like an Allen Robinson. They do it against like a you know, like just the mid-tier wide receiver. But this is, we're talking about the elite. There's two elite players, in my opinion. There's a tier of Jefferson and Jamar Chase and then everybody else. Yeah. Those are the elite right yeah, now. Chase, the or sorry, uh, Justin Jefferson had 32 points against New England. So I'm, yeah. I'm right there with you. Yep. And, and, and the thing is, Chase right now, he ranks six amongst wide receivers uh, in, uh, Expected fantasy points at 49%. I mean, I'm not getting good cue with this. Uh, he's going to get all the targets. We, I, don't, I don't know how healthy T. Higgins is. To be honest, yeah. he hasn't looked good lately. And then we're going to Tyler Boyd. I think Boyle is just going to eat. He's going to chase. Oh, my God. I just said chase. No pun intended, but I think Chase is going to get all the points. And again, I'm getting what a $1,000 discount. Yeah. Yeah. You know, 
I might have to go with Jamar Chase. And, 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 and on, a slate, on a slate like this, we've been saying it over and over, guys. You want to get value. You want to get value. I love Justin Jefferson. Don't get me wrong. Honestly, I have a $1,500 league. I hope Justin Jefferson blows up for freaking 45 points. But yeah. the thing is, with an $8,300 league, uh, $8,300 wide receiver to a $9,300 wide receiver, I think I'm going to take Chase. Yeah. And it, it, it's hard, hard, though. Like, it's hard. $1,000 because... means a lot on this slate. Okay. I completely agree with you. 100% but agree. I'm going to go with Jamari Chase. And I'm not scared about Bill Belichick. Come on, Bill Belichick. His dog has more relevant right now. <laughs> I know. He's saying, come at me, bro. That's what he's saying. <laughs> All right, I love it. I love it. All right, let me give you my guy. Lock, Lock it, it in. So, if the last three weeks have been any indication, this guy is a guy you do not want to play because I've yeah, I'm hoping if I say it out loud that I've jinxed him for the last three weeks that it'll reverse the jinx and it'll be like a you know an opposite jinx. So uh, it's going to be DK you Metcalf. Fake ass wide receiver one. It works every time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, DK Metcalf at 7.1 is tremendously underpriced, in my opinion. Uh, obviously, we have no uh, t- uh, Tyler Lockett's not going to be there. Uh, but even with Lockett in the, in, the, you know, in the game, these are his targets over the last four weeks. Nine targets, 10 targets, eight targets, 15 targets. Uh, and on top of that, he leads the league in end zone targets, too, with 19. So he's getting the, the valuable targets down underneath. So uh, at 7.1 in a game where they're going to have to pass the ball a ton, uh, Metcalf could have one of those 11 plus 12 plus target games easily at 7.1, and it's an easy yeah. smash for me in that in that in, in that environment. So, hey, just to add one more thing to that, we saw a few weeks ago Jerry Judy was the only person left for Denver. We said, oh, they're definitely going to figure some way to double cover Jerry Judy. He had 33 DraftKings points and break the slate. Yep. So, if Jerry Judy can do it, tell me why DK Metcalf can't do it. 100 agree. All right, Sam, what you got in your mid tier? Oh man, I'm sorry. I'm going to say the same thing. It's Devonta Smith, right? That I mentioned him last week. I'm going right back to him again this week. Um, I know Dallas Goddard is back, uh, but I actually think that helps him this week because if there's Dallas uh, Cowboys, they lost their number two corner. They're now playing their number four corner on the right because they had to move the other guy to the slot. So this guy's basically uh, a Kelvin Joseph. He is a punt return specialist, right? This dude plays on the special teams, and he's starting for them at, at corner right now. So uh, I think he's going to see a lot more of DeMonta Smith. I think that – I don't think Trayvon Diggs is going to shadow A.J. Brown, but I think he's going to see him in primary coverage. So I think this sets up as a great spot for Gardner Minshew. I think his target tree matches up really good against Dallas, the way they're trying to defend. I think this could just be an absolute killer spot for DeMonta Smith. When I first, uh, when I talked about, when I first uh, plugged in my first look lineup, I said, who am I going to stack with Gardner Minshew if I'm going to do a double stack? Minshew, Goddard, Devon Smith. I like it. it. Here's a way I put it. What did Trayvon Diggs struggle against? Fast-ass wide receivers. Yep. That just get open. Like, and I'm not saying like get open. Like, uh, Devon Smith. He just goes. He's like a straight wide receiver, like right. Yeah. He runs that nine. Uh, is there a nine? Nine. Yeah, the nine route. Yep. The fly. A nine route. Go. You know. 
What is Gardner Minshew just say? Well, fuck it. I have nothing to lose. Let's go. He's down there somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah, he's down there somewhere, you know? And, and, and then when AJ Brown, what does he do? Oh, let's just do that. And he's gonna go full Uncle Rico and be like, I can throw the ball over the <laughs> <Yeah>. mountains, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I, Uncle Rico. Hey man, uh when I saw the cover of this show, I was like, Jeff, I'm so disappointed in you, man. <laughs> I mean Gardner Richard has so many other photos, but honestly, uh I love that card, Tim. Like to be honest, like I I was thinking like, how am I gonna get different? With Carter Minshew. And I think Devontae Smith is definitely the way you get different. Because people, one, people are going to be like, oh, Dallas God is coming back. Guess what? He's 4,600 or however much he is. Oh, I save money. Well, AJ Brown, the best wide receiver on that team. What about Devontae Smith, man? Like, like, seriously? He, he, like, Travion Diggs, that guy will allow. Why does he even like Devontae Smith to get that one, what, 80 yard touchdown? Yep. Absolutely. I would not be shocked. Yeah. One, one thing I, I was going to say, I, uh, one thing I was going to say too is, uh, you know, going back to Tim's point of, of Diggs not shadowing, I looked it up and he basically stays on the, the basically the, the one side 85% of the time. Yeah. Uh, and, and Smith lines up on the other side more often. I think 57% of the time he lines up on the opposite side of Diggs. So he yeah. won't even see Diggs as much as, as, as he, as he normally would. So yeah, no, I love, I love Smith. Between the slot and the right side, he's basically. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So honestly, one of the best things about ourselves, our three, is that we have like private shadow. Tim, you got to share that message to the people with your mom, dude. Just do it. Hey, I gotta save something for the show, man. I can't give it all away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's go. Uh, let's go mid tier here, Gerson. Who you got? Oops. Sorry. Uh, DJ Moore. I mean, you're the best matchup of the week, right? Like one of the best matchup when. We always look at Detroit Lions. What do we look at? Pass. They're going to pass the ball. Who's the quarterback? Uh, we're not playing Sam Darnold. Fuck no. But we are going to play the wide receiver. DJ Moore. Um, uh, uh, they had a, a defensive coordinator, a different season coordinator, but he improved the run defense. He had to improve the pass defense. Like I always say, salt to the wound. You can't improve everything. But I'm gonna play a lot of DJ Moore. And he can and the thing is he's coming right now at twenty seven point six ownership for a wide receiver. He's gonna be the highest owned wide receiver for his price tag. I'm gonna play him. I don't think that's definitely a bad play, but I'm gonna eat that chalk. There's not a lot of chalk I wanna eat this week. But him and Keith Henry are definitely one of the two I want to eat. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Hey, if I can add one thing to that. So, since Steve Wilkes took over, so I mean, Sam Darnold last couple of weeks, they've been running DJ more and more in the slot. And all year long, we've been targeting slot receivers against Detroit. Last couple of weeks, he's had 68% of his routes from the slot. So, if they're going to be playing him in that optimal position, Sam Darnold's got that low A dot throws. And two of his best games of his career have come with Sam Darnold. So, I mean, I think all yeah. everything kind of lines up here, right? Pass funnel defense, bad against the slot, moved into that position. 
I think 5,500 is the right price, and I agree it's going to be very chalky. Um, but the other options that mid range are not pretty. Yeah. Right. So I don't know how you don't play DJ more, particularly in a cash game. GPP, right? You got to switch it up. But to me, he seems like almost a lock in mid range. Agreed. Agreed. I have two more mid tier guys. I'm just going to mention, and I'll move down into the value. Uh, I have the Sun God at 7.8 in that same game versus Carolina. It's a great comeback yeah. option if you're going to play that anything in that in that game. Uh, and then Juju uh, at Seattle, yeah, 5.8. Uh, I think he's got he got 21 targets over the last two games, and we yep. Seahawks, of course, are bad against the pass. 28th DBA versus the pass, so Juju's definitely in play at 5.8. Yeah, he got banged up with that concussion a few weeks back, but ever since he's been 100%, dude, they've been rolling him out consistently target volume. Like I said, he was in the optimal last week, so yeah, I completely agree. I love the Juju call. If you're going to stack Mahomes and you're not going to, you know, you're not going to have Kelsey, you better have Juju. Agreed, 100%. All right, Gerson, kick off the uh, value tier here for us. I mean, this week is all about value, right? Um, I know, like, it, it sucks because, yeah, Drake London, man. Just hear me out. Just hear me out. Please, don't attack me. <laughs> I know I said that. Devin Ritter sucks and everything. But when you get Drake London... One of the best prospect wide receivers this year's back at forty eight hundred. I think I'm gonna eat that, dude. I think I'm gonna get some of that. Um, he got targeted last week quite a bit. Um, but the thing is, it wasn't a good target. It wasn't a good target because Desmond Ritter definitely overthrew him three times, and it was bad. But the way I put it, Greg London, if he gets, that's a big London. <laughs> uh, hold on Jeff would say please let the crowd know what's going on <laughs> and I'm going to say Detective Drake London Scott on a chat row just said that <laughs> no um I mean Drake London to me is probably one of the best wide receivers in this draft um but I'm just going 4800 going very cheap on a slate like this I don't know I don't I don't know how you guys feel about the the, the sheet value wide receiver, but there's Drake London, there's a lot of other wide receivers with weather conditions. I think I'm trying to, I, I'm just trying to get cheap at wide at tight end and defense, and that's it. Agreed. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I want to get too cheap. There is a good options. There is good options at wide receiver value, but like. When you're building your GPP roster, you have to correlate and all that. It just depends what you're going to correlate with. Yeah. And I think a lot of our wide receivers that uh, value are more like one-off. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Yeah, and that London call is actually a good call. I looked him up just now because I didn't, I didn't have yeah. him on my list at all. And he had 12 targets in week 13 and 11 targets last week. You definitely can't yeah. sneeze at that for 4,800 for sure. That's a good call. I like that. I got that, that rookie connection. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, all right, Tim, what you got for your value? All right, I'm going to talk about two guys, but one of them is real quick. And as Gerson talked about him at the top of the show, right, Marquise Goodwin, right? This guy is kind of going to make or break the slate in a lot of ways because at 4,300 filling in for Tyler Lockett, he looked to be the absolute chalk value play at the beginning of the week, but then he kind of got hurt, right? He's limited in practice. I think he's going to play, but I don't think he's the smash button lock play that he was Tuesday, Wednesday of this week. Uh, but I think if you're going to get some exposure to that Kansas City-Seattle game and you're looking for a cheap play that's not your boy, D.K. Metcalf, uh, you're going to go with Goodwin. Um, the guy that I really want to talk about is Jahan Dotson. 
right? And this is somebody that early in the week, I really thought I was the only person who was going to play him. And as the week has gone on, he's gotten more popular, right? I thought he was actually going to be like low enough to be a sit call. But then I looked at some of the ownership and I was like, nah, nah he's not a sit call anymore. He's popular. So last two weeks, he's had nine targets and six targets. Not great, right? But last week, he had 105 yards, including a 61 yarder. He's had touchdowns in the last two games. It seems like Taylor Heineke's got a little bit of a connection with him, right? When uh, he was out, it was basically just the Terry McLaurin show, right? He'd look up, find Terry McLaurin, and throw it to him. But, you know, it looks like they're getting a little bit more varied. And we know you're 49ers, right? You don't beat them on the ground. You beat them through the air. Yep. So, I mean, you know, we expect Washington to be behind this game, right? They're going to have to throw the ball. So he's going to get that same kind of six to nine targets that we've been seeing. If he breaks another long one at 3,900, he's going to absolutely smash value. So like Gerson said, in this slate, you have to find the low value guys that have that feeling so that you can fit in all the rest of your high price studs. Yep. And I've said it before, too. We struggle in the slot and Dotson lines up in the slot quite often. So yeah, uh, and he's kind of taken over from Curtis Samuel. That was one thing I looked when I was looking at their tar- uh, sorry snap shares over the last couple of weeks. Right. It used to be, oh, you know, oh, that's so much more talented than Curtis Samuel. Yeah. Sure. yeah, absolutely. He's completely taken it over the last two weeks. Eighty percent, 80 percent in terms of target. I mean, sorry, snap share. So, yeah, Curtis Samuel is now the third option. Uh, Dawson is clearly the number two. All right. Uh, I'm going to talk about um, Richie James at Minnesota at three point nine. And this is really just a uh, Rick yeah. James, bitch. I, I, I need to get a drop for that one. I need to get a drop for that one. Uh, at 3.9, this really comes down to being one of the only few receivers that they even have healthy. <laughs> oh, Tim. So we have, uh, yeah, Richie James, one of the few receivers they have healthy, obviously playing in a dome at 3.9. Uh, Minnesota will score points. I mean, the yeah. Giants got to keep up. So I think Richie James is as good a, good a value as any at 3.9. So uh, I have him in my, in my, uh, in my value. And Gerst, I want to go to you because we had a, uh, the question in the chat uh, again from Facebook user that I'm not sure who that is, but he's asking that's about definitely, that is, that's definitely uh, fake ass white receiver one, <laughs> fake ass Minnesota Vikings fan, fake ass they're going to go to the Super Bowl. It's definitely Jared. You think I so? The official bartender of going for two. For sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he, but he's asking um, about Rashid Shahid, and I, I'm off of Rashid Shahid because of the weather there. But what are your thoughts? Because you haven't listed on your list there, Gerson. I, I, I understand that, but here's the way I put it: in the NFL, you can't just run the ball the whole time, right? Unless you have fucking Derrick Henry against the Texans. <laughs> but. Again, here right now. I don't even know what's going on with Nick Chubb. Is he out? What's going on with him? No, nah, he's going to play. Chubb's good to go. He's playing, yep. Yeah. No, no injury. Good to go. But, not Jared. Not, oh, I know Matt. What's up, dude? <laughs> uh, Matt's cool. Um, so, Rich, Rich is Shahid. Olave is out. They've been talking about getting, uh, what's his name? Taysom Hill involved. Yep. But guess what? Taysom Hill's not going to solve this, dude. Because, one, I think. The Cuban and Brown are going to pull out ahead. Their defense is better. Their run game is better. They're going to go out ahead. And when this happens, they're going to have to pass the ball. They're going to have to pass the ball. I really do believe that the Browns are going to go up before the, half, the first half. They're going to go up 21, maybe to three. They're going to blow them out. And when they have to, the Saints are going to have to come back. 
3,800? Yeah, I think 3, so. Yeah, I don't have them on my list, but yeah, I think that sounds right. I mean, no, 3,500 for Shahid? That's probably the cheapest value you're going to get at wide receiver. And I don't mind Dawson. I love the Dawson call, but if, if I got to save, uh, I think Dawson was 3900 right? Uh, if I got to save $400 from Dawson to Shahid, I'm going to go to him. Um, Shahid right now, I tell people this. I don't, I don't worry too much about weather until actually, like, I think weather is one of the biggest things in DFS that people are like, get worried about too much because think about it last week that Buffalo Bills versus um, Miami Dolphins game yeah. nobody wanted to play right faded and all this well they ended up going almost over 50 points true but the weather didn't show up though it didn't show up until the second half I'm, I'm still off that game 50, 50 mile power wins is, is a lot especially yeah, for Andy Andy freaking Dalton is the quarterback there he's he throws little lob passes when it's when it's beautiful outside. He throw a lob pass yeah. in that weather like that. That ball's yeah, gonna go all over the place. About, right? It's it's the wind that matters. And it's twenty-five to thirty mile an hour sustained winds with fifty mile an hour gusts. Like I think that actually makes a difference. Yeah, I'm I'm scared of that game. I still agree though, at thirty five hundred and he's the only guy there. Like I, I think it's what, what's his but... what's his ownership right now? Shaheed. Um let me, let me look it up because that that doesn't the ownership matters to me a lot. It does, yeah. <laughs> Especially like this. Go ahead and talk about some of that. Let me find it. All right. Let me uh, let me talk about another one of my values. And I'm going to talk about a guy that I mentioned earlier is coming. I think he's coming back this week. Uh, Brandon Cooks at 4.9. Uh, I think Chris Moore has been officially ruled out. Last I checked, uh, I think he's been I think he's ruled out. I know Nico Collins is definitely out. Uh, I think Chris Moore was pretty questionable, if if not doubtful to play. Uh, leaving. I think, yeah, I think he's still questionable. He's still I think questionable. He may play. Yeah, but he's going to play the Nico Collins role if Brandon Cooks comes back. Agreed. And at 4.9, you're getting uh, Brandon Cooks there. Davis Mills has played better over the last couple of games. And with Cooks, you know, being basically the best receiver, I think, there in Tennessee, uh, if he's back and gets, gets his targets at 4.9, I think he's a steal. Um, and, and Tennessee, we know, is great against the run, not so much against the pass. So uh, I think Cooks is very viable at 4.9. That's he's coming in at 8%. It's not. It's not that high, but I mean, on a slate like this, yeah, GPP value. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can definitely see him in GPP value. I just, I just don't see him. He's a he's a big play receiver that gets down the field, and I just don't see that happening. I, I, he's not going to run the slants. He's not going to run the dig routes. He's just going to the house every time, and I just don't. I don't know personally. Um, I want I want you to be right because I have him in my dynasty league and I want him to to break out. He's sitting on my taxi no, no, squad. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> First off, you want you want to be right because he was your sick call. It was my sick call last <laughs> week. Was. Yes, absolutely. Um, hey man, I know. I was gonna say if there was ever a sick, a viable week to play a sick call, man, it was probably last. You know, you yeah. know what I always say about this stuff like this, like when you want to be right, but you might be wrong. But when you're wrong, you might be right. But here's the way I put it, Jeff. Shahid is thirty four hundred. You're cheap. not gonna lose. You're right. Your you're roster because of him. Hundred percent right. I agree. You're gonna lose your roster because of other choices you made. And I always say this to people, like when they tell me, "Oh, oh you're sick call of the week with this." I'm like, "Hey, man, it's a sick call of the week, but it is what it is." But <laughs> you're, you, whatever you put around that sick call of the week, it better be 
goddamn good. Right. All right, we got to move right, on from Rasheed. Anyway. We, we've dedicated a hey, whole segment to Rasheed. Go ahead. Had on the sheet was Demarcus Robinson at 4K. We talked a little bit about the target volume shrinking for the Ravens. This guy's actually had pretty consistent target volume over the last few weeks. Um, and at 4K, like I said, you don't need a whole lot. So uh, the other guys we've talked about, the only other guy we didn't have on the sheet was Isaiah Hodgins. Again, this is another one of the Giants receivers, another cheap option. Uh, just another exposure to that Vikings game. I think they're all viable, uh, but I think the guys we really like, we talked about at the top. Agreed. Let's get to defenses. Defense, 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 defense. All right, Tim. Uh, Gerson added a, a, a uh, I don't know if you saw it or not, so don't talk about that first defense there. Give us your second defense. Yeah, uh, man, this one. It's really tough, right? I think this is, Gerson talked about it. You want to save money at defense this week. So even though I think that they may end up losing this game, I'm probably going to play the Eagles at 2,200. I talked about it earlier. We were talking about Miles Sanders. Wait, you think the Eagles are going to lose this game? I do. Yeah, I think the Cowboys Oh, hell no. But I think that they're going to keep it close. I do. And I think that they're going to do that by I, – I love Minshew Mania, right? I hope he goes off – it's the end of the show, right? I hope he goes the fuck off, okay? I really <laughs> do because I'm going to have a lot of Gardner Minshew this week. But I think their game plan going into this game is going to be run the ball and play defense. So if at 2,200, they're underpriced. Like, that's just my opinion. I don't, you guys know, I don't really play FanDuel. I looked up FanDuel. Um, they're like the fifth highest priced defense on FanDuel. And they're the third lowest price defense on DraftKings. Yeah. I don't know if this is a misprice or if they got some kind of knowledge early on that Minshew was going to play before the slate came out. Um, but I don't see how you don't, uh, you know, we'll talk about Gerson's guy here in a second, which I think is a great play. Uh, but I, I love the Eagles. I think that they have a, a good feeling for a 2200. And they're, I don't think that they're going to be super popular. You know, obviously, you're closer tomorrow. I but. Agree. I mean, we always say, and I've said this week in and week out on this show, the way you win in tournaments is by playing a non-chalk defense. I'll give, I'll give a huge props to Gerson. Last week he said, the way you win this week, the fade Herbert and you play Henry with the Titans defense, right? Henry in the Titans defense was in the optimal lineup last week. So this week, if everybody's going to be playing the passing game, you play the defense and hope the rest of it shuts down. Good stuff. I like it. Lock, lock it in. All right, Gerson, your lock is a is a defense this week. Give us your defense lock. Hey, I so love every, it, by the way, G, it's my favorite. Every morning I wake up, go to work, stop by the gas station, get three monsters, and that's that. I I thought I had to die in my work, and there's a gentleman that said, "Hey, what are we gonna play a defense?" And I chat row. I'm like, he's like. Well, actually, his name is Scott. He's like, where are we going to start at? I'm like, oh, easy for me. Bears defense, $2,000. And then Taylor Robinson, T-Rob, are you serious? I'm like, hell yeah, I'm serious. So, Chicago defense at home, they do pretty well. Weather condition is bad. Justin Fields. Like we said earlier on, he's just going to run. He's going to run and run. So when you run the ball, it stops, it, the clock kind of eliminates very quick, right? And the way I put it like this, bad weather condition, $2,000 for defense. Yes. 
I get it. It's the Bills. They're gonna score. They're gonna score points. But go look. Go look at that. The biggest turnover quarterback in the league. Josh Allen top five. Yep. Yeah. You're not gonna believe it. Josh Allen top five. I'm not looking for twenty points. I'm not looking for fifteen points. I'm not even looking for ten points. I'm looking for like maybe like seven points. Yeah. At two thousand dollars. And like I've been saying from the beginning of the show, the two positions you want to save at is tight end defense. Because at tight end, there's only one player that can destroy the slate. His name is Travis Kelsey. A defense? I don't think there's one defense that can destroy the slate. If you go look at, like I said, the weather has been critical. But all the weather games, there's not one defense that's cheaper than the Bears defense. Yep. Yep. I like it. That's it. It's a good call. Um, So the one defense I have that we hadn't talked about yet, um, I got the Panthers. It's basically, if you watch this show all season, you know when Jared Goff plays at home, it's home golf. You play Jared Goff. When Jared Goff's on the road, you play the defense that's playing against Jared Goff. That's basically what I'm doing with the Panthers at 2.3. They'll be lower owned than those two guys we just talked about. Uh, and then, yeah, I think you, we have to mention the Cowboys. I think they're the chalk this week. I think most people will be playing the Cowboys, and for good reason, because they get Gardner Minshew. But I actually really like that Panthers call. Uh, I think that a lot of people will skip over them, right? They're going to be playing the Bears if they're going to punt or they'll play the Eagles. I think the Panthers will go under-owned. And as I just talked about, playing an under-owned defense on a slate like this is a great way to get different. Yeah, perfect example, I think, was two weeks ago when uh, it was the Steelers and the Cowboys were the super chalk defense. I played the Panthers, uh, and the Panthers at half the yeah. price outscored both of them, so it, it worked out pretty well for me. All right, let's get to the right. stacks. Goingfor2.com's weekly stack report. All right, Tim, go ahead and give us your stack. Yeah, uh, I'm going back to my dude from last week, right? I told you, I think, how many times this year have I said when I play Vikings, I win money, <laughs> yep. right? It hurts my soul as a Packers fan, but it seems to be the theme of 2022. So I'm going right back to the well. Kirk Cousins, the fake-ass wide receiver one, Justin Jefferson, and I'm bringing it back with Darius Slayton. Uh, of any of the New York Giants wide receivers, he's probably the one that I have the most faith in at 5,200. I think he also gives you the best option at stealing. So if I'm playing them in a tournament, uh, that's the way I'm going. Yeah, you know what's crazy? I, I don't think this has ever happened in the however long, five years we've talked about this. We've literally named all of the Giants wide receivers as plays for this week. I don't it think is. that's ever happened. No, I, 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 real quick, I want to give a shout out to the chat. We always talk about um, Scott from the chat posted a pick from Money Mike, as he calls him. And I was really shocked. He literally named every single Giant. He had Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, Richie James, Isaiah Hodgins, Darius Slayton, Daniel Bellinger. And I was like, I can't do all that. But if you give me one Giant and you told me I had to pick one, it's Darius Slayton. Slayton is my, probably my Who pick as well. Money Mike. What was that? Who's Money Mike? I, I don't know, Tim. Who's Money Mike? Uh, I don't know. Some guy they listen to from some CBS Sports, I think. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. All right, Gerson, what you like got? What you got for your stacks? Yeah, I got Minshew Mania, Dallas Carter, Devontae Smith, Mike McClure, <laughs> and Don Coles. So I'm going cheap. I'm doing double tight end with the Grim Reaper. 
Devontae Smith. Um, to me, it's hard this week. Like the the GPP, I I sometimes think I look at it. I'm like, ah, right, you gotta stack the wide receiver, quarterback, wide receiver, tight end, whatever. But this week, I think it's Patrick Mahomes or Minshew or Boss. Agreed. It sounds crazy. All the way up or all the way down. Yeah, agreed, one hundred percent. I like that stack of well, and I was kind of torn too. I almost went that route as well, but I feel like I take the uh, those uh, those chalky stacks every week, so I try to be a little bit different. But apparently not, because you all mentioned this guy's probably gonna be one of the higher owned quarterbacks. But uh, I'm going with Mahomes, but I'm fading Kelsey in my stack. I'm going Mahomes, Juju, uh, McKinnon, and bringing it back with Metcalf. Uh, it's a Fairly like exp- fairly expensive stack, but I do think that uh, it it can definitely pay off. I think, you know, obviously the highest total game, uh, if Juju keeps doing what he was doing, if McKinnon keeps pace what he's doing, and then Metcalf does his thing, I think it's going to pay off pretty well. Yeah, so. I'll give you this, Jeff. For as bad as your locks have been, your stacks have been on point. Right? They, Last week, you were have, all on the stack stack, so yep. you want to want to get some Mahomes exposure this week. Absolutely. All right, uh, now we're going to go to the segment that Gerson hates the most. Uh, we're going to quickly talk about the Sunday slate. Uh, we're going to keep it really short. We're just going to give one of our top plays from the Sunday slate and then one of our punt plays from the Sunday slate. Uh, it's a pretty ugly freaking slate. I got to admit, I had a hard time finding guys I really liked, but uh, we're just going to mention it really quick. Gerson doesn't even have anybody mentioned. He's so he's boycotting this segment altogether. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> the top play of the, of the whole slate is Tua Tagovailoa, yep. great matchup. Jeff, why do you do this to me? Why? <laughs> and, and also, I will echo uh, that. You're playing Tim. against my Packers, right? And I, and I got to agree, right? I think you're playing the Dolphins. You ask me who my top play on the slate is, it's Tyfree Kill, right? He's 9K. He's the most expensive play on the slate. But I think you have to play, uh, find a way to pay up for him because – I'll be honest, Jair Alexander and you know Rasul Douglas and everybody else on Green Bay have no chance of being able to cover Tyreek Hill this week. If you combine that with the amount of volume he's been getting, he's just an absolute smash bot. Uh, so I think you have to find a way if you're playing the Sunday slate to get in Tyreek Hill. All right, I like it. My my top play uh, is going to be AJ Dillon. Uh, cleared a concussion at five point seven versus Miami, who can't stop the run. Uh, Dylan's been getting a ton of work lately. Uh, he's been looking really good. He's looked, he looks, uh, you know, the beginning of the season, he looked like he was slow. He doesn't look slow anymore. Yeah. He looks explosive now. So I don't know what, what changed, but he definitely looks a lot better now. Uh, at five point seven, I think his price fits in perfectly with any kind of build you want to have for tomorrow. Yeah, Sunday's since the sleep. buy, they've really been leaning on AJ Dillon, Absolutely. especially in the red zone. Those high value touches in the red zone. Agreed. What do you have for your punt play here, Tim? Yeah, I'm gonna go on the other side. I'm gonna go with Big Bobby Tanyan. Uh, Thirty seven hundred. He's my tight end play for the slate. Uh, Miami's really bad against tight ends. It's a way to get some cheaper exposure to that game. Uh, he's probably gonna be my tight end play. I love the. Tua, you know, we talked about it. it's a three-game slate, right? So you got to kind of onslaught. So Tua to Tyreek, bring it back with A.J. Dillon and Big Bobby Tunyon. I like it. Uh, Grayson, do you have a punt play or no? Yeah, I do. It's called Pivot Merge. Uh, I think the Pivot Merge is going to play for sure. He's on the slate, right? Yeah, he's on the slate. He is or yep. not. I'm just kidding. He's a husband, uh, no. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're the best. No, Latavius Merge, man. Um... He's definitely going to play. Um, he was yeah. questionable earlier in the week, but for sure, I, 
It sucks. But he's going to play. Yeah. He's very cheap. I think he's one of the best value on the plate. But honestly, I always say this. I do want to give his advice, though. I do want to give his advice. If you're going to play a short plate like this, you do want to play players against your defense. Yep. Yep. You definitely want to do it. Because we saw what, with last week where the post defense went for 23 points. Yep. And guess what? The Vikings offense would have the best. You have to do it sometimes. Yep. I but, thought I thought Gerson's advice would be like, all right, let me give you my advice about Sunday slate. Don't play it. <laughs> I, thought nope. I thought he was gonna say hey, that. Man, <laughs> I would give that advice, but you told me you can't do it, G. <laughs> you, got, you, you gotta talk about a slate. So, oh, so I actually love that call, G. That's great advice. My my punt play uh is actually probably a sick call for Sunday. Uh the Rams basically have no receivers left. And I'm going with Brandon Johnson. Uh he's at 3K. He's had four targets in three of the last four games. You know, Ben Skoranek's out. Of course, Cooper Cup is out. Uh, Allen Robinson is out. Uh, they have no one to throw the ball to left. And I think Brandon yeah, Johnson. No, Brandon Johnson. <laughs> Brandon Johnson, uh, Rams wide receiver at 3K. Wait, I have Brandon Powell. Is it not Brandon Powell? It's Brandon Johnson. I'm almost, I'm like 95% sure. Powell is, uh, hold on, I'm going to pull it up right now. No, I'm pretty sure it's Brandon Powell. But let Brandon me tell Powell, you while bro. you're looking that up. While you're looking that up, let me tell you. Every time Jeff goes with one of these cheap-ass wide receivers, it's the other guy on his team that goes off, okay? So I'm going to say that it's actually going to be Tutu Atwell. Tutu Atwell. <laughs> yeah, good call. Are you sure? It's, I'm, I'm going to find it. I can't find it real quick, but uh, I'm almost positive it was Brandon. You need Jesus. Yeah. That's what you need. You need Jesus. I'm looking at the slate right now. I'm looking at all the Rams wide receivers. Your boy Lance McCutcheon is on here, right? He's 3K. Right above that is Brandon Powell. Maybe yeah, maybe I I got the wrong I got the names mixed up. I could have swore it was Brandon Johnson though, but I'll take your word for it. Uh, I I can't seem to find it at the moment. But yeah, okay. So Brandon Powell at three K. Uh, either way, three K receiver for the Rams. Uh, in in Tim's right, I picked these Brandon cheap guys. Bron- oh, here you go. There you go. Brandon Johnson is on the Broncos. He's on the other side. On the other side. So I got the names mixed up. So yeah, it's uh, it's Powell that I want. The Rams receiver is who okay. I want. He wants a brand Don't new, play okay, Brandon man. Johnson. Play Brandon Powell. <laughs> play Brandon Powell. Yes. That, that, yeah, exactly. All right. Let's finish this up with our sick oh, calls for the oh, week. That is a sick call. And now, the sick call of the week. All right. Uh, sick call of the week. Uh, so last week, we were one for three. I had the Rashid, Rashid, Rashid Shahid pick. Um, you did. The other two. I do want to give it up to Gerson real quick, though. Jared Goff underthrew Jamison Williams on a wide open touchdown that he had to come back to that got knocked away. Should have been an easy touchdown, and Gerson would have hit that sick call. So, yep. Sorry. Just dude. missed. Just missed. All right, Tim, what you got for your sick call? Yeah, we talked about the ugliest game of the week is New Orleans and Cleveland, right? They have no wide receivers. Who are they going to throw it to? That's the touchdown machine, Jawan Johnson at 3,800, right? Doesn't matter the win. We talked about it with Dawson Knox, right? In a win game, you want to play the tight end, right? Andy Dalton is going to throw the ball seven, eight yards. When they get down into the end zone, red zone, I mean, he's going to look up, try and find Juwan Johnson and just throw it to him. So I, I don't know about punting. I actually think Daniel Bellinger is probably going to be the better play if you're going to punt. But if you want to play a guy that's some exposure that nobody's going to have, I like Juwan Johnson. 
All right, I like it. And so I went back and looked, and I, I did. I pivoted to Brandon Johnson. That's why I did originally want a Rams receiver, and I think I just got myself confused. But it is Brandon Johnson that I wanted uh, because the the Broncos receivers are all hurt too. Uh, I think uh, yeah. Hilton is out. Obviously, KJ Hamler is out. Johnson actually ran as the number two receiver last week next to Jerry Judy. So he's the one that's got the four targets in the last uh, three of the last four games. So it is Brandon Johnson that I want playing for the Broncos at 3K. So just want to clear that up. Uh, my sick call, my sick call is going to be Terrace Marshall at 3.6. We've talked about how bad Detroit is versus the pass. Uh, we talked about DJ Moore at 5.5 being viable. Uh, Marshall has been coming on a little bit, hit and miss uh, lately, but I do think against this Detroit defense, he's a sleeper play at 3.6. Definitely don't play a lot of them. He's not. I, I don't like him as much as I liked my pick last week with Rashid Jaheed. Uh, Marshall is not anywhere near that uh, that level, but uh, at 3.6 versus a bad pass defense, um, I'll take a shot on him. Gerson, what you got for your sick call? Oh, well, I have a nice one out of order. I think with Jacoby Myers coming back in and then Nelson Aguilar, I think a lot of people were, including myself, was on Nelson Aguilar last week. Um, mm. I think this week, 3,300. Like, honestly, <laughs> I'm not, this is a state call. Like, honestly, if I could ever feel good about a state call, it's definitely not this week. Yeah. It's kind of sick, right? But, uh, our sick call is a sick call for one, one reason, because it is what it is, and we, when we hit them, they're awesome. But when we don't hit them, we feel sick. Yeah, exactly. But that's an Gore, I think last week, I I was actually on him. Like, I told people in the chat room, like, I like Nelson Aguilar. I want to play him. And then all of a sudden, when it came to Sunday, all of a sudden, I was like, hey, you know what? I'm feeling pretty good about the Texas wide receiver. Not Chris Moore. Uh, what is the, the third wide receiver? Um... Shit, I forgot his name. Dorset? That's how bad it was. Philip Dorset? Philip Dorset? No, not Philip Dorset. Amari Rogers? Rogers? Yeah, Amari Rogers. I said, I, I like Amari Rogers this week. I'm like, God, am I going from Philip Dorset to Amari Rogers? And I always <laughs> said that I like Nelson Aguilar. Like, that's how bad it was. But I think Nelson Aguilar, if he gets 80 yards, that's awesome. That's all you yeah. need. All right, fellas, let's go around the room here. Ran a little bit long tonight, even though we didn't break the Sunday slate down, but uh, it's all good. It's week 16. We can do that. Tim, I'll go to you first. Yeah, jump in uh, DFS Roundtable. Check out my weekly thread. Uh, I post the best charts and graphs from all around the Internet, so you don't have to find them. And then, of course, you can find me on Twitter at TitoDFS. Good stuff. Garson? Uh, well, first off, Merry Christmas to everybody. Um, yes. Honestly, good holidays. Well, happy Hanukkah, I guess you could say. Or, yeah, just celebrate, just celebrate with your family. Um, yeah. First off, second off, shout out to Tim, sucking out the whole show. Mad prop. I was a, a little weak a couple of weeks ago. And I didn't even come on the show, but to Tim, mad prop, dude. Um, happy holidays and everything. And I don't... Are we doing next I'd like week, to thank my good friend Dallas Blonde for helping me get through the show. <laughs> good stuff. Uh, yeah, but you can find me at the fan, uh, at the fancy DFS. Um, I don't think we're gonna have a Sunday show, of course, because it's Christmas. But there will be um, a Saturday but, show. Zach said he's having a Saturday show, so you can tune in tomorrow morning if you want. I don't know who's gonna show up. He said whoever wants to show up, he's gonna be there Saturday. So 
Um, I don't know. Gerson doesn't seem to know about. I think Gerson. He told Gerson on the holiday show, but that he was too drunk to remember. <laughs> I'll be there. But yeah, there's supposed to be a Saturday show. I don't know who who's coming on. Is Zach got anybody to come on? But Zach will be on tomorrow at some point, eleven thirty. Oh, I'll be there with Zach. Hey, we talked about it earlier in the show. I just want to plug it one more time. If there's ever a slate where you want to be on the late breaking news tomorrow morning. Right, you oh, have you have to be a pay attention because it can change the whole slate. Yeah, you know what could change the weather. You know what I mean? Like if if one of these games has weather where all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's going to be a lot clearer than we thought it was going to be. That changes a lot of things because I think we're Agreed. basing a lot of things on the weather right now. So, hundred percent. Are we Jesus? What? <laughs> are we Jesus? How are we gonna How are we gonna change the weather? The weather is the weather. I mean, it There's could. No way the weather's gonna change that much. I, I'm saying the weather could change uh, at any point. Oh. <laughs> all right guys as always you can follow me on twitter at jeff lambert 77 uh for tim for gerson uh we will see y'all next week ho, ho, ho. you don't think old fat girl because they're fat <laughs> <laughs>